This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is You know, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Should we say Michael answers your question in theory? (laughs) I mean, our listeners, if you've been around before, you know, sometimes it's more than 10 minutes. Sometimes it's less. No, no, I meant about Um, the content of me answering the question in theory. Oh, in theory, you answer it. (laughs) I think you would answer it. But sometimes it's like a politician when, you know, they are asked ouch, a question and they ouch. answer different. But it's more like that's not – it's – well, I guess from a politician this isn't true. But sometimes it's like this is not the question we really should be asking. This well, is what we should Well, that's where you help me out because I get on the rabbit trail and you go, well, Dad, that's not what they asked. You know, you know. it's all right. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Okay. I appreciate it. Today's that. question comes from Daniel. <laughs> And it's about a fleece. (laughs) He writes, a good friend of mine is wrestling with whether to close his business or not. He wants clarity from the Lord on what direction he should go, but feels like he is getting silence. The topic came up in our discussion of laying out a fleece before the Lord as Gideon did in the book of Judges. I love this story. I love the story of Gideon. We are both stumped though. And also feeling like that was putting God to the test, which we are warned not to do in Exodus 17 when the Israelites tested God at Massah. I tried reading both of these passages in context, he says, but still was met with some confusion. Is it wrong to lay out a fleece or is testing God something completely different? God did honor Gideon's request after all. Also, if we feel like we're hearing silence from the Lord in a major life decision, what are we missing and what might be the next step in seeking his help? I almost feel like these are two different Ask Dr. E, so we'll see how we do this in 10 minutes. Well, it's a great question. It's a great question. Backing up a little bit, this tool or test concept is so misapplied. You know, over 40 years of being around churches, people, well-intentioned Christians talk about these things. So John Hanna, one of my professors at Dallas Seminary, the master of great quips, and he said, I'm going to write a book one day entitled Misapplied Versus God is Greatly Blessed. Yeah, And I don't mean that unkindly, but this is why we call this program in context. So that being said, let's jump into well, this. this technically is Ask Dr. E. Your other show is in context. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Thank you for the correction. See, she keeps me on track for the wrong question. All right. Keep number on one, mind. God specifically told Gideon to do something. Yeah. I am going to deliver Israel through you. Yep. So let's just back up and say on these fleeces or testing or asking God for signs, did God specifically tell you close your business, build a business, buy a car, marry X person? That's a big question. And you better be careful. Thus saith the Lord. I am almost terrified to say God told me. And then let's just take a little sidebar. My experience of watching people do this, they make it as God told me to do X, and I've seen this in marriages. It's very easy, unfortunately, to illustrate. God led us together. It's God willed for us to get married. We prayed about it, et cetera, and then they get divorced. Well, the explanation is often something like, well, God had to lead me through that marriage and divorce before mm-hmm. I would learn this lesson. That's mm-hmm. atrocious theology. Mm. we're attributing a bad decision on our part, a divorce on our part, mm-hmm. so God could teach us something. Did God teach you something? I hope so. Of course, yes. But don't attribute the early decision to being God directing you. So let's yeah. just get that understood. Secondly, in Judges chapter 6, 36 and following, if you will deliver Israel through me, he's praying to God, mm-hmm. 
as you have spoken. You already told me. Yep. Behold, I will put a fleece on the threshing floor. Mm -hmm. If there's dew on the fleece only and it's dry on the ground, etc. Gideon knows what God told him. Yep. So (laughs) the way I look at this passage in the time of Judges, by the way, is the darkest chapter of Israel's history. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a wonderful study in and of itself. But in God's great, great kindness, even though he'd already told him, he says, okay, I'll answer your prayer. Mm. And that's the lavish part of God's grace and kindness in the story that we miss. God has not told me to go annihilate an enemy. Yeah. Like he told Gideon, he graciously complies with this strange request. It still isn't enough for Gideon. Right. (laughs) And Gideon's a great man. Let's just give Gideon a little bit of you know, oh, it's okay. I mean, he's human. He's yeah. afraid. He's struggling to obey like we all do at Bingo. times. Yeah. And I think he's probably terrified. Yeah. So he asks again within the story is reversed. You know, everything else has to do on the ground, but the right. place is dry in the hems. And in God's great kindness, he does it again. Now, remember, God already told him to do something. Even in Gideon's prayer, I know you told me to do this. Mm-hmm. When we talk about any decision in life, there's no fleece to lay out. The fleece story is misapplied, misappropriated for this magical, you know, genie. I'm going to rub the lamp, and if God puffs out of the lamp, then I know it's true. Mm -hmm. So that's a real problem theologically. So let's talk about businesses starting and closing businesses for just a moment. Does God tell us to start a business or close one down? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I would say not likely. What does God tell us to do in the Old Testament? To do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our God, Micah 6, 8. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He tells all believers to do that. He tells us in the New Testament in countless ways to obey him, to be Mm -hmm. faithful, to Mm -hmm. follow after Christ, to be his disciple, the Great Commission, so forth and so on. So we have plenty of instruction that's very clear. So let's talk about decisions for just a minute. Any decision, whether it's a big or small decision, Biblical common sense comes into play. And what I mean about that is pray about it. That's a no-brainer, but a lot of times we're running. I I run ahead. I had a friend that said, why pray when you can worry? I think a lot of us are wired that way. You know, worry is easier. It comes naturally. Prayer takes discipline and being quiet and reading the Word and opening a prayer book or a psalm. That is hard for most of us. Secondly, Understand your gifting and your wiring and how God has made you. And this, again, is so common sense. The illustration I used, I started out with a you know a plan in college, and part of that involved taking business classes. I did not like accounting. I did not like business courses. For a guy that struggles with numbers, mm-hmm. why would I be an accountant and who in the world would hire me? Right. <laughs> so that's not in my wheelhouse. I was better with language. I was better with reading. That made more sense. So this is how God makes us. I have friends that are brilliant with numbers. I admire that and respect that. That's how they're wired. So there's some common sense in that. So if you're starting or shutting something down, it's just common sense to say, is this what God wanted me to do? Maybe Mm -hmm. that business wasn't wise and common sense and you learned and this isn't sin or, or egregiousness but i said you know i thought i would i could do this. i can't do this yeah i learned something okay lord mm-hmm. third 
Seek good and godly counsel. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate people that know you well. Be careful with the number. We've all been guilty of looking for a person that will give us the answer we want. Yeah. And some of the best counsel I've gotten from good and godly people is counsel I didn't want to hear. Yeah. That went early in seminary uh, before I'd left. I was doing a lot of pulpit supply and preaching in these churches and loved the opportunity. And there was one that they wanted me to be their pastor, a little town. And I went to Dr. Alan Hull, who was one of the elders at the church we attended, whom I respect endlessly. I told him about it. And he didn't, 10 seconds later, he goes, don't go there, Michael. Wow. And I was shocked. And I won't go into all the reasons, but that was a loud voice in my life. Mm-hmm. When I went from uh, Manual Bible Church to Moody, same drill. I sought out good godly counsel. And there were a couple people that told me don't do it. Yeah. And so you can't make your decision based on that. Yeah. But good godly counsel who knows you, I think that's the way we're intended. Mm-hmm. Fourth, don't over-spiritualize faith or presumption. Mm. Sometimes we get into this presuming upon God to make it work. And we can err on both sides. I think we can err on being deistic in our decisions, and we can err on being presumptive that God's going to, you know, work it out. Work it all out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have friends that they say they have the gift of faith. I think they're presumptuous Mm. because common biblical sense doesn't always work out. And they'll make decisions based on this. God's going to make this happen someday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just talk about it very plainly money, taking mm-hmm. loans out, borrowing money for yeah. something. I just don't find a chapter and verse that says it's good to go into debt to do something that you think God wants you to do. Well, and to the opposite of that, there's scripture that says, like, debt is not good. You're right. slave to the lender. You know, don't be in debt. And so yeah. that things, especially, I think sometimes we do that. We'll say, oh, you know, we excuse something that scripture is actually clear on. <laughs> and then we have faith that something's going to happen. God's going to God pay never it off. promised yeah. in his yeah. word. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where misapplied versus God greatly blessed comes in because yeah. we've seen churches, churches are terrible about this. I'm sorry to say it, but they go into debt with every excuse in the universe. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the long-term trajectory of saving and paying cash and building things versus paying off your debt, it really isn't that different. But you know, people want it now. Right. And rather than teaching people about faithfulness and giving and saving and Mm -hmm. let's pray that God will give us something, it's a lot more expedient to go get a construction loan and start building. But that's that's presumption. I think yep. now mm-hmm. is God gonna you know punish us for that? Probably not. Right. But we're gonna flagrantly go against what we know is clear in Scripture for something we presume mm-hmm. He's going to bless. And where mm-hmm. this gets complicated is when it quote works out, we justify totally. the process rather yeah. than saying it wasn't the wisest decision to do, but yeah. God blessed it anyway. All yeah. right. Five. Make a decision. Mm-hmm. There's always a risk reward of everything. If in this case you're having to shut down a business, you're probably going to take some big losses, maybe lay off some people, maybe you got a lease you got to deal with. I mean, it's consequential, it's but make a decision yeah. and then learn what's the risk reward. If you fail and it doesn't go well and you shut it down, it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. What did you learn? Mm-hmm. And please don't 
rebound and make another big decision. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in never making a big decision after a big decision. Mm -hmm. I think time is on your side to trust him. And then last, I would say, once you make the decision, do it with energy, do it with fervor, do it with zeal, and trust God. Mm -hmm. March forward with your head held high. I'm trying to follow the Lord. I'm trying to learn. I probably didn't do everything right. Who does? God loves people who are repentant and teachable mm -hmm. and live by faith. All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic and music composed by Jason Germain.